0: What's up, everybody? It's Dan Greer coming at you today to tell you just a little bit about my story and a little bit about what's going on with me so you guys can get a little bit, you know, learn, learn a little bit more about me and I can uh, share that with you. So, we're going to go ahead and cut straight to the intro and then we'll be back in just a second. The big question is this How are leaders like us who aren't necessarily in a management position who go out and get our hands dirty? are ready to answer their calling from God to lead, who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust and respect of those around us, to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick. These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the Middle of the Pack. Welcome back, everybody. And today, I get the pleasure of telling you a little bit about my story and where I came from, so you can learn a little bit about me. And so, I'm actually super excited and and really nervous to tell you this. <laughs> I haven't I, I share my story a lot, but I haven't shared my story uh, this publicly and ever. So um, let's go ahead and just dump jump right in. So you guys know a little bit about me. So. Um, Born and raised in southwest Colorado and lucky enough to live on my family's homestead. The same family, that, uh, the same ground, the same chunk of dirt that my my great-granddad homesteaded in 1902. We were uh, able to get some property from my grandparents and my parents, buy it from them, and then build our house on it. And my kids are the fifth generation on the same chunk of dirt, which is super cool. And not a lot of people can say that. Um, Our community that we live in is super tight. It is it is awesome. I have never seen a better community to live in than where we live. Um, they've they've banded together when things go wrong and just everybody benefits from being in our community. And it doesn't matter what religion you are, it doesn't matter where you came from. None of that stuff matters at all in our community, which is super nice. And grown up with that, it really gave me the opportunity to not be not have any of those pre-justices in my head as we came into any of this as I go through life, which really helped me out a lot. Um, fast forward a little bit. I always loved trucks. I don't know what it was. There was something about trucks I loved. We uh we would load cattle out three or four times a year and uh, or twice a year really is all we'd load cattle out to sell. And every time that semi I'd back up to the load and shoot, man, I'd, I'd be over there just in love with that truck watching it roll in in the dark as we loaded cattle and then i remember always always asking the driver if i could look in his truck man i just wanted to see the inside of that truck it was just always always had awe to me and what i was doing and so um kind of grew up with the passion for trucks passion for equipment passion for big old diesel engines and and uh, start when I was fourteen. I started volunteering with the fire department and kind of got into that a little bit and did some of that as a junior firefighter. And you know, uh, met my wife as, when we were juniors in high school. Really, uh, really started hitting it off. I met her as, as a freshman in high school, but uh, we uh, <laughs> it took two and a half years of convincing her to go out with me before she'd uh, before she'd say yes to that. And so. We, uh <laughs> I, I wooed her or uh, didn't woo her for two years and finally wore her down until she said yes and went out on a date with me and we've been happily married at this point for uh, 17 years man we just you've gone on 17 and a half years and so it's absolutely awesome I still love her she is a hundred percent my queen and uh, and uh, just love everything that about her and everything about our life and the way that lives and the way that it works and the way that it all works out and have a very strong passion for God in my heart. I haven't always had that passion. Um, I would say that about in my mid-20s, so I grew up with God in my heart my entire life and in my life, but uh, in my mid-20s, I really accepted Him as my Savior and really accepted that God can fix everything and that He's in control of anything, and so even when I'm stupid enough to screw everything up, God still helps me out and comes in and fixes it, and I like to give Him credit for that because He sure fixes a lot of stuff sometimes. But uh, that's because I like to screw things up. Anyways, um, kind of getting back a little bit about just myself is, is I've known from a young age that I was meant to be a leader. And I, I've known from that. And I've always felt called to be a leader. Whenever I was young, I was in 4-H and always, always ran for the leadership offices. And I was never a popular person at all, ever in my entire life. I knew a lot of people. A lot of people liked me. But if it was me or somebody else, they would always vote for somebody else's for the most part. Like I... We never knew how we did on on elections, like how many people voted for you or didn't vote for you, which is good as a kid because you don't want to know. You don't want that animosity in a group like 4-H. And so I never got offices in 4-H. I was involved in a couple other organizations. I never got offices in those. And so I just kind of accepted the fact that I was not meant to be a leader, that God called me to be a leader, but it wasn't my time. He hadn't chosen this time yet for me. He still needed me to learn some things, and that's good. And so as I progressed through life, I got you know got out of high school, um, took on several jobs, different jobs at the time. Jenna and I got married a year after high school. I know, right? Crazy, young, dumb in love, high school sweethearts, but we're still going strong. So it's a good thing. I don't discourage it when you find the right person, man. You got to go go after it with all of your heart and soul, pursue it. So uh, we uh, we kind of fast forward a little bit went through several positions never could really get into a real leadership position with any of those i uh, i worked for um, lots of different companies and in, in roles where i just couldn't quite break into a leadership role within that company ever I, I was always qualified i was always liked i was always did a pretty good job of what i was doing a great job of what i was doing let me rephrase that and uh and and like managers and supervisors and leaders loved me and and I could never just get into that leadership role in anything I was at. And little did I know, little could I see that God had put me in leadership roles in different things. I was a leader of my house. I was a leader in different areas and in different organizations and different groups. And I just really wanted to be a leader. I knew that I was good at it. I knew that God needed me to be there for that. And so I was I was pursuing that, pursuing being a leader. I was pursuing moving up in business because I thought, I thought. That's where I was supposed to be. I thought that God needed me to be a leader in a in, in a business working for somebody else. And I thought that that required being a manager. I didn't realize that being a leader and being a manager or supervisor were two completely different things. God had called me to be a leader, and I was a leader at every single position I was at. I just never realized it because I didn't have the title that came with a leader and I didn't understand that until I stopped and I looked back on all of those positions that I left because I didn't get that title that I thought came with being a leader. Now, I'm going to fast forward a little bit because really I didn't have this epiphany, I didn't figure this out, I didn't have that aha moment of man, I am a leader, just not, just didn't have the title of a leader. right? So, I was working for this company, I was running a, a training program for them, they asked me to come in and start it, man, this finally I get the opportunity to be a leader, I get the position title with it, I'm the manager of this, right? Self-proclaimed manager, I was a one-man show, I did the whole thing by myself for the first year until we hired somebody else to kind of help with it, but... Um, I, I was managing this program. I was doing it. I was being a leader. I was leading others to help them get their CDL, to get their commercial driver's license, and to train them to do that. And and I was going down that path. And it was great. And things were good. And I finally felt accomplished. And um, and then the company I was working for, they got an audit from the federal government. And the audit was really just like asking them, showing them how they were doing and where their... Where they're, um, having issues at and where they're moving forward at and like, where they were like how to get better. And, and when they went through this audit for this DOT stuff, they weren't doing very good <laughs> to say the least. Like uh, there was, there was like three drivers that were in compliance kind of, and it was my team. That was it. Everybody else, they didn't really have uh, everything that they needed for them. And so they asked me if I would be willing to step into the position to take that rollover and, and, i knew that the position came with absolutely no authority and what i mean by no authority is is i couldn't hire anybody i couldn't fire anybody i couldn't do anything to anybody but i had to convince everybody how to do what i wanted them to do and that took me a lot of time to figure out how to do that because um by that time god had shown me that i was a leader and he showed me how to lead and he showed me everything that came with that But what he hadn't shown me yet was that you don't have to have the title to be the leader and he showed me that through this position so i'm so glad that i took those five and a half years with that company to learn that to learn that you can make a difference you can change the world without the title the title doesn't mean anything like i have learned now being the owner of a business that i don't want the title I don't want people to know that I'm the owner of a business that we've started uh, like I like like we're we run the nonprofits like we're not trying to claim the glory of that. My goal is not to claim the glory of what we're doing or how much we've made or how many lives we've impacted. My glory is to to know that I'm serving the way I'm meant to serve. Right? That's my that's what I get out of it. That's what I love. And that's that's like one of the biggest things about about my story is learning. Like that trans, that trans, that shift, a transition from I've got to have the title, I've got to have the title, I've got to have the title to I don't want the title. Right? Like I, I accept the title, I acknowledge the title, I'm not going to say no to the title, but I don't have to have the title to make a difference. And I think that's where so many people get lost as they get in there and they go, well, I'm not the boss. How am I going to do this? Like Nobody listens to me. I'm going to tell you that we took a company who was about to lose their DOT number. They couldn't drive trucks on the road anymore. One person. One person. This was a one-person team. It was just me. And I give credit to God for everything that happened. Through him, he gave me the power to transform this entire company and take them from one of the worst in the nation to one of the best in less than a year. Like, literally less than a year, we became one of the best in the nation. It was absolutely amazing. It was phenomenal to be able to have that and be able to do that and have the help to do that. But it took a lot of effort to get there. But what I had to learn and what helped me the most was that I didn't have a title, okay? I had no control over anything. Whenever whenever I traveled, like, there was this one time I went to East Texas, and I remember this. <laughs> oh, so well, I remember this. There was this one time I went to East Texas and I went down there and I rolled into the yard and this dude didn't have a CDL and he jumps in a pickup pulling a gooseneck trailer that required a CDL to drive because it was over the weight limit. And I was like, You can't drive that truck. And the guy's like, Well, my boss told me to. I'm going to listen to my boss. And I said, Okay. So I went inside and I told the boss, I was like, You need to turn that guy around and bring him back. He's like, Nope. I'm not listening to you. I don't care what you have to say. Because I hit him, I didn't, I didn't like, lead him to the answer. I told him what to do. I was trying to be a boss, not a leader. And that was one of my biggest mistakes. And that, that was, like, one of the biggest aha moments for me whenever I step back and I look at it. And in the time, like, I was mad. I was fired up. I mean, I was pissed off. They weren't going to listen to me. I came all this way. I'm just going to go home. Heck with this stuff. I'm leaving. I mean, I was mad. I was making phone calls. I was jumping on the phone. I was pissed that they weren't listening to me. I was like a little kid throwing a fit or a temper tantrum because I didn't get listened to. They didn't take my advice to heart. They just went out and did what they were going to do. Now, um, moral of the story is, is, is from that point on, I handled everything 100% different because I almost lost my job because I got upset. And it's like, are you serious? So, so like I look back on it, and I understand why what happened happened, but I got a call within like five minutes. It's like, you can't act this way. You can't do this. You can't be this person. And so I had to figure out how to make this happen, and how to get people to listen to me, and how to get them to transform their way of thinking, and I had to figure out how to lead when I wasn't in charge. I had to figure out how to lead from the middle of the pack. Now, we've all seen those images of the boss sitting on top of the desk and the slaves pulling it, right? And it's like, boss! And the leader, where the leader is in the front of the pack pulling it. And I agree with that, okay? But I think that the best leaders are in the middle. Because when you're in the front, you're encouraging somebody else to take the lead. You're helping them grow. You're getting them in that position of growth so that they can progress, maybe even further than you, and that's okay. Like That's what it is to be a leader. It's helping others progress, and it's helping them to be more than you are, and it's helping them to grow. And so that's what I want to say right here, and that's what I kind of want to get into with this, and that's where I'm going with this whole story of mine is that I started off, Wanting to be a leader, but acting like a boss. Like, I was a prick. I was that guy that nobody wants to be, that nobody wants to be around, that just craved power, and everybody could see it except for me. Uh, I'm pretty sure my wife saw it too. She, she wasn't going to tell me, right, because she loves me. But, like, that was it. And then I had to transform. I had to change from wanting the title from wanting the authority to wanting people to listen to wanting people to do what what was right and to do it right and convince them to do it right and and I tell you what I'm getting ready to jump I got to go but um right before I do I'm going to give you one book that I want you to read and I want you to check this out and it's Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People this is one of the best books um one of my first mentors Ezra Lee gave it to me to read he didn't give it well he said he would give it to me to read let's say but I went out and bought it before he could give it to me (laughs) that's the type of person I am and and I read it I read it all in one sitting like sat down and read that book and that's one of the books that I read every single year how to win friends and influence people that's one of the books that I convince my kids to read that's one of the books that I have my employees read that's one of the first books that I tell everybody in my world to read because Dale Carnegie did such a phenomenal job with that book he did so good with with how to get us to listen okay how to get us to lead how to get us to grow and so um that's where we're going to end today i want to end with that i just want to say thanks for listening to my story and and i want to encourage everybody to like us and subscribe to us and uh and and follow us on social media check me out on facebook check us out on instagram and uh hope you guys have a great day we'll chat soon